Jews in the house? Come on out, you rapist! We are in control Yes, Allah, rise and praise infidels. You're immortal tag team champion, heavyweight champion, crossfire heavyweight champion is here to represent HMG with the man himself, the Florida man, Johnny Publix, breaking down a breakdown of AEW Dynamite banned by Don Stevens. It's that HMG heat on channelattitudes.com. YOLO! <laughs> Donnie, Donnie, Donnie. Donnie Disco. Oh, what's good, guys? Uh, back in action here after a great uh, AEW self-help. Group. Group. Had a great time last night uh, doing the karaoke sing-along and just uh, kicking it online, man. When, through all the haze, the fog and haze of alleged wildfires i don't doubt that the wildfires are legend but how they were started is a very interesting and booming conspiracy theory of directed energy weapons and eco-terrorism for what purpose uh not really sure the end game on that but uh some interesting evidence online that i've been seeing as well as hey uh whistleblower we got ufos and apparently a family in vegas had eight eight to ten footers in their backyard uh, the other night as well so it's a it's a good day here at HMG. <laughs> Johnny, how you doing, man? Bro, I'm just making sure I got the window open over here, making sure I don't see ten foot, you know, big eye, big mouth aliens walk by my window. Yeah, that man. Happens, it... I'm just I'm hitting the road, Jack. I'm grabbing the dogs. <laughs> We're out. Hitting the road to where though? They can get you anywhere. They can no, get you. Don't leave me alone if I get away from people. Ah <laughs> oh, man, it's uh, it's definitely a crazy news week. I'll leave you scratching your head of what could uh, change the world as immediately. Meanwhile, people are still doing stupid shit, and we just sit here and burn one and watch wrestling and keep trying to keep on what we're doing. Man, uh, hit a roadblock today in business, but uh, that's how it goes. It's been smooth sailing, so now it's. Can you get punched in the face and get back up, but dust yourself off and find another way to, to fight, fight, fight some more, man. So hopefully if you guys are going through it out there, don't, uh, if you get, uh, you know, tripped up, don't worry about it. You just stay on the path of everything that's going the way it is. And, uh, we'll all get there eventually or aliens will take over and, uh, it was a good run. You know, yeah, what are you going to do? It's out of your hands at that point. Yeah. And then, they only show up them one, right? Yeah. Like, who, cares? <laughs> who cares about it? <laughs> so, uh, interesting, man. Uh, but, y'all, uh, um, it was a, a strange show last night. Uh, the over-under after a, a historic 17 title belts uh, on one show, people were taking – I took 13. Uh, I think it was plus 12.5. Uh, but I think what we have, eight overall last night? Is that what we ended with? A very yeah. – Low belt four. count ratio. Yeah. We had all four, like first four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We were on pace and then it just fell off. Uh six blinks, I believe, as well. Six blinks, maybe. Yeah, we were on pace for like 120 belts there at one point. Yeah. We had a belt a minute for a second. Mm. So it was, you know, 
we were rolling, but they couldn't keep pace. No, um, I don't know. This whole show, much like uh, Raw, which I had on Russo brand said, you wait and see the dirt sheets of Vince change this or that because there was things that were out of place on that show. Uh, and sure as shit, 24 hours later, I saw that on the sheets. And, uh, you know, the Band-Aid's been ripped off that McMahon's really back in control. Even though he wasn't there, he was still doing Shredomatics uh, over Zoom. Good stuff, everybody. Um, but this show kind of felt similar to that to me. Like, on paper, even though, you know, people are like, what's the build for this main event? And I've said that in other things because we're partying and hanging out. But they have gone back, if you were to piece it together, of um, – the golden uh shower what are they called uh golden uh bullet club gold gold yeah bullet club gold uh that (laughs) that they kicked the shit out of starks put him on a a flight crate beat the shit out and then he did a run in and they they chicken shit it out which was weird because they beat down two guys and then one guy running in on two is just too much and run away which is a a backwards stupid thing you know that uh it's so wrestling that it's dumb as fuck and we continue to do it um they think it makes them look strong it makes us all look stupid really yeah and then we have this main event that people are just kind of sitting on their hands for and then plenty more uh stooge offs this morning from aew botches account uh you know showing completely empty usually hard campsite a little something i mean depending on when it is in the show but last night not a lot of pops, not a lot of reason to pop. And, uh, you know, the, the house seeming pretty light, man. Uh, kind of summer of austerity for AEW. Yeah, uh, I know they've been taking a lot to the road, too. So all yeah. these smaller talents that weren't getting shows before are starting to get the house shows. So for them to drive to these destination cities for a TV, I mean, you know, like they're, they're going to pop the London crowd, you know, they'll, they'll draw there, but everywhere else yeah. you'd have to think they're trying to go places they haven't gone before and hoping they can draw on the fact that they haven't been there before and repeat the cities that they're strong in. And it's, it's starting to each time they're, yeah, they, they've, they've, they've pimped out Vegas and Chicago pretty well. Yeah. Right. Like Vegas, Chicago, Jacksonville yeah. shows, right. Uh, they, uh, they ran up northeast a little bit too, didn't they? Yeah, but I mean, you might draw a little in Buffalo and 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 Philly, you know, if you do it, and uh, in Jersey. But uh, Jersey's their other one they kind of pimp out a little bit too. So uh, none of it though, really. Now has got it rolling, and nothing on this show has as me going. Yeah, this is the big biz, Briz. You know, the the must see stuff. So that's an issue. Like, what do you that's- think the biggest crowd they could draw in America is right now? Where where they're gonna draw the biggest number? Yeah, a, where and then what would the number be? Do you think? Do you think they can put 20,000 20, in in the stadium? That's oh, like upper uh, deck. You'd have to you'd have to go like ah. Uh, hold on one second. You're hey, I'm back. I'm back on air, Briz. Can I call you in like an hour? Put me on live, Daddy. All right, you're on. They can hear you right now. It's uh. Oh. Josh, uh, generate the two CW, uh, series. I mean, if you want a a direct AEW pipeline, this is the guy who talks to the young bucks, uh, frequently in kayfabe. So, uh, this is the originator of AEW before AEW was even a thing. What's going on, man. 
Wait, this is I'm on right now. Yeah, you're on right now. You're coming through the board. You're on with John Hartnett, uh, team no. captain of Colby Covington's team, and very close personal friend of one Donald John Trump. So this is a meeting of the minds right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you th- what'd you think of AEW last night? Oh boy, um, I don't know, I, 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 I don't, and it wasn't very good. No. Did you like it? No, I thought I thought it was a very flat ending. The crowd was pretty flat. Um, when guys are taking fucking Death Valley drivers on the apron and then kicking out, and then you win with a tights pull, we're completely rotten. We're fucked at that point. No, I just, I don't know. I, I watched the two hours, but I think I was zoned out also. You know what I mean? Like, Did you go to a Taylor Swift concert and now have Taylor Swift amnesia? No, but I, I'd rather have been at a Taylor Swift concert. Oh, so you wouldn't have to remember this terrible show? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just because. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to go to a Taylor Swift concert? Why don't you tell everybody uh, and put yourself over who you uh, met last weekend? Uh, Jim Kyle Esposito. Yeah, Carla, yeah, Esposito from Breaking Bad. From Breaking Bad and uh, the Fonz from Happy Days. So, um, Gene from Barry, as it were, right? Yeah, I like Barry a lot. And Seth... Uh, Tom Wilson, Christopher Lloyd, and Michael J. Powell. That's right. The cast yeah. of uh, Back to the Future as well. So uh, uh, yeah, while, while you suck holes are living your shitty existence, Josh is out there uh, mingling. Trying to mingle. <laughs> uh, I was just actually talking about staying positive when roadblocks come your way. I didn't stooge off our business, but uh, today's kind of our first roadblock, and we're going to dust ourselves off and overcome like we always do, right? Yeah, yeah, that's actually what I was really calling you about, not not stupid pro wrestling. No, I get it, <laughs> but give them some boss shit, some promoter shit. Uh, if you're thinking about getting in the wrestling business, don't. <laughs> that's my suggestion for the day. <laughs> right? Yeah. And what what else advice that could you have? <laughs> I try to tell people, it's like, hey, if you want to live your dream and you think this is your dream and you want to do it, yeah, if you expect anything from it, good luck out there. Right. Uh, big Biggest news of the day, Josh, is obviously the passing uh, 81 years old of the Iron Sheik, uh, you know, um, Definitely was kind of a, a, a something I wanted to always get done, but never uh, fully had the opportunity to get the stars aligned where all Arab guys, you know, are on one show and we do something with the, with the Sheik. Uh, didn't happen, but I've had plenty of other awesome experiences like that, getting to work with Sergeant Slaughter and Hacksaw Jim Duggan at 2CW. So, you know, in that same uh, atmosphere and, and ether as them, but uh, I saw you posted from your early days as a fan the other day, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you and uh, Sheik at a show and uh, that access. What was that like, man, and any stories that way? I just appreciate, I mean, I mean, if you look at the calendar in the back, it says like February 91. <laughs> right? yeah. that's, how, that's how long ago it is. Um, 
and there's a big American flag on the Coke machine right behind them. So, <laughs> I'm working your ass for right? Right, right. And he, I mean, that's when he was like jacked up and ready to go, you know? Yeah, he was uh, fucking gassed. He was, he, he was fine. He was traveling with, uh, who was he with back then? I don't know. Was it LOD in WWE then? Uh, yeah, probably 91, yeah. Yeah, I think he was with Animal. <laughs> they're, probably, they're probably throwing up like. Uh, I'm throwing. I'm showing them the picture now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that copper red hair. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I I used stuff, to, that's when I used to have that color hair. Yeah. I still have hair, but it's just not that color. Rub it in, why don't you? Uh, the thing is like everyone everyone was all sad everyone's always always sad about it and it's like like dude had a good life like he was 81 years old like right you know what i mean like he got a lot further than most people did in their life and in age yeah and did all the gimmicks that he wanted to do (laughs) and i mean like right i mean and he got busted, and he got busted doing coke with hacks. I mean, I mean, it seems like a pretty good life to me. Yeah, he he got over, and uh, the connection I guess that I got to kind of get close to was working with the Megan brothers up in Toronto. So on the Iron Sheik documentary, you see Jen and Paige Megan a lot on there, uh, and they met him when they were very young, and they were always family friends from that. But they, a lot of people know this, but uh, it doesn't make much difference now. Uh, they're the ones who run his Twitter account with all the get up every day and fuck you Hulk Hogan or whatever it is that, that gets right. so many retweets. Yeah, they're they're good dudes, man. They're those guys who ran that show at the synagogue uh, up in Toronto there that I would work and uh, you know that that was always uh, a, a cool well, kept, kept secret. Yeah, I was I thought it was the Sheiky running his own Twitter, but <laughs> I always did th- I always did think to myself like motherfucker can i was like i was like i just don't imagine him on twitter i mean <laughs> yeah 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 man. But, man now the truth is out there yeah exactly i mean I'm, I'm interested to see what hogan has to say after all that you know so uh but it, yeah. what would be great if if hogan was uh, like you'll fuck that dude brother i'm glad he's dead <laughs> <laughs> he gets a dog match he gets Talk a USA chant. Yeah, fucking. And talked about that shit about these twenty-four inch hot dogs, <laughs> even sixty-nine years old, dude. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm still here, and he's not Hulkamania. Still running wild. Drops a leg on the casket. Right. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be over. Like, Hogan would have, have a lot of heat, then. Right? Yeah, he would. He would for sure. I can't believe you say such a thing. <laughs> Come on, Eddie, get him, Eddie. All right, well, go find me another spot, all right? And I'll call you as soon as this show's done. I did find you another spot, I think. Oh, I like that. I like that already. Well, make it Not my dog spot. Not my liver spot, but my spot spot. All right. I beat uh, Tracy Smothers in a dance competition. I'll talk to you soon. That is true. That that is true. You did do that. 
All he right. did like the dance that uh, Chubby Chase does in, in European Vacation. No, 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 no. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I did. A, I did a little whip nay nay on him. I did a little Fonz. Uh, the rush, the Russian dance that Fonzie does on Happy Days was yeah. my basis for that. Yeah, you you did beat him. Yeah, I beat him. I don't know what to tell you. And and and, and it quickly turned a lot uh, curtain draw. So. Yeah, and I got I got more over on Piper too. And look what happened to both of them. So you better watch your back. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Did, he, did, he, did you call the Chiefs two days ago? Yeah, Maybe. I was trying to get him booked. <laughs> All, right. Uh, All, right. Death All right, buddy. I'll talk okay. to you soon. I got to okay. do this fucking shitty show. Okay, goodbye. All right, y'all. Uh, JD Love on the line here at Light the Fuse. <laughs> that Chief uh, picture is awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, dude, he's got some crazy stories. He was the guy who actually uh, had to drive Shawn Michaels after getting his ass kicked in Syracuse. And he, he was an integral part of that, like, early on. He's met Vince. He's met everybody, man. And uh, that's one thing he enjoys uh, in his time is going to to meet, uh, like I said, Back to the Future Cats or whoever it is. You know, they do all that Comic-Con stuff. And then, like, when it's the Bucks and those guys early, he's like, no, nah, I don't give a fuck about you know but uh we should have fun uh but yeah it's good to be back in business with them from two cw days john let's get some headlines sorry to leave you there sitting in silence as we rambled on no it's all good i'll lay out that well i know you're excited about the backstage update on aew's long-term plans for kenosuke takashita uh after he turned his back on kenny omega and the elite of double or nothing Takashita is now getting some of the most hostile reactions in wrestling by virtue of his new association with Don Callis. They got heat last night. Uh, so what's the plan for Takashita moving forward? But they pretty much did the same bit that they did like two weeks before that. Uh, according to Observer, that's going to take a bit more time to fully fall into place. The idea is for Takashita to one day be seen as the biggest baby face in AEW has to offer. This long-term vision of Tony Khan, however, in order to elevate into such a position down the road, Callis's new protege will have to have heel stench for a long time for the time being. Last night's under Callis's tutelage, Takashita slaughtered Damon Ace convincing fashion on Dynamite, and their bond continued to strengthen in the absence of Omega. Um, I just don't understand why these people, like an Eric Mutter or whatever it is, but I'm sure I, I know why that Observer and them don't understand how to make this half short and twice strong. Put heat on your heel, make your baby on your heel, off of your heel. So if you're going to turn baby face or you're going to make somebody, you have to have plenty of heat. He's getting the fucking rub from Callus, all that heat, absolutely, with the turn, until Callus abuses him, and then he turns on Callus and gives him something, and that's how you flip, pay off it, pay it off right there and flip him baby, right? So he's got he's to turn around and, and have the choice of stab him in the face with a screwdriver, but instead he stabs Callus in the fucking back with it, whatever it is. So these guys uh, that are dirt sheet writers don't know how to simplify it, but I don't know if Tony Khan is doing this either going, we got to put a ton of heat on Takashita. So when we turn him baby, it means something because he can't just keep telling me he's a baby. He was over as a baby. We could have just built him more as a baby. We just needed to get heat on him and get him empathy. That's all. Yeah, you just needed to heal over with heat to, to get him over. There's a right. baby fish. You didn't need to turn him heel. I mean, if that's what facilitates it, 
okay, but even like blowing it off with Callis, like he needs somebody else with more heat than the manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To, to really turn him big baby. Because the heat's going to be on Callis at the end of the day, you got to pay it off on him. So Takashita is yeah. the one who's got to pay it off on him. Nobody, no other baby face can, you know what I mean? In order to get him over. that's one bump, right? That's one yeah. bump. And, yeah, and then, it's one bump. Absolutely. You know, like that's going to turn him into the biggest star in the business. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, is Callis that over? No. As a monster heel, that it's going to mean something. No. And then when Maybe. Omega Omega picks him up off the ground and they look in each other's eyes and bro hug and yeah. some fucking, uh, you know, fucking honor code fucking bullshit. Like, okay. They both drop kick the blow up doll that's fucking on the. Ah, <laughs> points. Um, CM Punk return match. And first AEW collision main event announcement on Dynamite. Uh, last night, our big Annie. We'll stooge it off right now and go out of out of uh, sequence here so we can rip through this show. Because uh, as you can see, there's plenty of business to be done. And we have to train at UWE tonight, John, from 6.30 to 9 p.m. So oh, we're doing all kinds of fucking basics drills. We got some new people, and we're going to get disciplined because we're going to be facing uh, – buffalo uh wrestling academy uh at the next show coming up in coble skill so we got four hard five hard weeks of training ahead of us and it's going to be up and down up and down and then run the ropes duck one come back take another one sell around shit can over the top rope we're going to do fucking triple pin drills where you have the two guys on one in the ring and it's just the triple threat keep pulling them we're gonna do basic fucking feed for heat and take something we're gonna do striking drills and then we're gonna fucking run the international after that so it should be a fun night of watching everybody get blown up somebody's thrown out oh yeah uh it's not that hot tonight though so we'll see uh, another Wednesday night, man. Another announcement from AEW President Tony Khan. Yes, once again, it's about collision. Yes, once again, it's about CM Punk, uh, and it's about them all being in a shitty six. You thought he was going to come back and do something cool solo? Nope. He's going to tag with AEW uh, World Tag Team Champions and his favorite uh, former podcasting stooges, FTR, Dax Hardwood, and Cash Wheeler to face uh, Bullet Club, Golden Shower's own uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson, who will team with Samoa Joe, the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. So no real heat between these teams because we just saw Bullet Club on fucking uh, Bullet Club Gold on uh, Ricky Starks. So yeah. why are they? What's their heat with FTR that's going to do anything here to to make that mean something? They did. Uh, they do something with. FTR like a week before or something like that. Did they? That. Uh, maybe. But it's out of, I mean, once again, it's out of, the sequence is just completely jumbled up. Yeah, that's a, that's what it seems like, right? Vince called in on Zoom on this one and redid this sequence too? Yeah, it would make sense to do what they did last week more than this week. And then why would you have Ricky Starks involved at all if you're going to use Punk, right? You would have yeah. to have them down and then they would need the third guy. And then Punk, right? And this is week four of, uh, or five maybe, of uh, Miro and Thunder Rosa still being in that office. Nobody's gotten them out of the office. Nobody's (laughs) explained what a Bullet Club, a Bullet Club gold is, a Bullet Club green, (laughs) what other colors there are. I like what we laid out last time. I don't think you're going to get any better than that. Dude, I'm still thinking of commercials every night before I go to bed. Like, I get a 30-second brainstorm, like, I head on the pillow. It's, you know. 
the Stetson Man commercial. It's the fucking. I wonder if I should just write. I should write up that. I should write up the fucking Don Stevens stuff and the nine hundred two one zero stuff and send it to him. Because why sit on it? You know what I mean. It's Get too it there. good, bro. It's too good. Like, like they're, they're, they're those three ideas right there. If you can't fucking find something in either one of the any of those, then it's bullshit, bro. You know, like what the fuck. Yeah, Juice Robinson's over for me. And then you can't tell me you want to take everything serious on the show when you got like. Dude, he would kill it in like a Schmitz gay fucking sketch. Yeah. He would, that like, that's how you're going to feature him best. If you're going to get gay, get Schmitz. Yeah. Like, that's like all that, dude. Bullet Bullet Club gold body oil, and it's just the boys rubbing them down, and uh, Dalton Castle's over there. Whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? It's all easy stuff, bro. What do I know? I'm no booker of the year. Fucking A. Um, there's the results. Uh, Iron Sheik passes away. Y'all lost, Sheiky baby. Thank you for the gimmick, bro. Really appreciate all the heat, dude. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but despite uh, Punk coming back, ticket sales for AEW collision events are reportedly still, quote unquote, bad, despite CM Punk's big return being confirmed. Uh, seen on the May 31st edition, we only had the big Annie that he was coming back. And now since then, around a thousand tickets have been distributed, uh, about 8,000 total since Punk's return was confirmed. However, ticket sales for the other collision events have reportedly shown little movement. Meltzer Seltzer says they're bad. Uh, Punk is moving tickets in Chicago, but not in other places, not in Toronto, which is not a good sign because Toronto is one of the greatest markets in North America. They sold out for Forbidden Door and Snap of the Fingers and then for the Collision Show, and they're still under for 2,000 tickets for Scotiabank Arena. I was told ahead of time that in Regina and Saskatoon, uh, which is actually a dynamite, will be very tough because people in Saskatchewan uh because they don't get enough good weather very much they head out of town and go to the lake and stuff uh so nobody checked on that nobody's smarting anybody up uh they they aew really picked a bad time to go to saskatchewan edmonton a dynamite taping will do very well Uh, i had people in calgary tell me that that one is a little bit struggling for saturday with the Saturday night, they should do okay, but Hamilton and Regina are only going to be very, very tough. They're at 700 tickets for the Coliseum in, How- in Hamilton. I also think that part of that is in Canada, they only get Dynamite on television. They don't get Rampage, and there's been no announcements of Collision. Oh, come on, dude. Oh, if they only would have got Rampage, yeah, then, Rampage then fucking that would have that would have sold it, brother. Fucking A. Nobody's 700 bro drew 600 here for immortal uh when uh when uh, that one okay your wife won it my wife <laughs> points john with the fucking shots i like that i like that a lot i like that a lot oh like, go ahead. i don't know like it would make sense right that if you're gonna go up there like picking this the one month to two months out of the year when they actually can get out of their house like to run a show up there like and expect people not to be camping and doing all those things that they'd rather be doing right yeah man yeah everyone's gonna be bugged out for summer and uh they went up there because they probably went well it won't be hot in canada so we'll play up there no yeah they (laughs) went we'll pop everybody in canada because we haven't been there yet just like yeah 
we did in in England. These where's where's Jericho, Omega, like this whole thing, uh, Ethan Page. This should be the uh, Sean Spears, the yeah. March Across Canada tour. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And really, and make it something special of the boys are coming home with their homegrown brand and, right. and put it across. But I'm not seeing any of these guys doing the Canadian pride thing. They were just hoping that announcing Punk, who's from oh. Chicago, is going to be enough of a pop for the smart marks of Toronto. Yeah, uh, he hasn't been in Canada in probably 15 years, right? 10 years. It's It's been a while. Yeah, but still, but, like but that, still he's not Canadian. He's not going to be yeah. a voice of the people of uh, yeah, Johnny Bret comes Hardy. marching home again. You know. Yeah, he's not Bret Hart. He's not Jericho. He's not you know any of those guys. Like, why are they going to care? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lenny Lilac, uh, the legendary uh, Lenny Lilac. He said, "There's 700 indie guys in Hamilton. Everyone goes to cottages." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you may see some of your favorite indie guys <laughs> out of Canada uh, taking those spots, uh, but should be interesting, man, of uh, what they're going to do. Cause if they're not moving them now, they're not going to do, they got what nine days till the Chicago show, nine days, nine more days. And, and fucking whenever yeah. they put the tickets on sale, everybody already knew punk was going to be there. So, Oh yeah. They, they bought him out the gates. Not like it was going to move the needle last week with the Annie. You know, and none of none of the business or any business on this show got anything done that's going to lead into anything where you're like, oh, I must see, got to watch next, you know. And I heard the ticket prices were outrageous in Canada too. Well, what seems outrageous in Canada only amounts to like four dollars and ninety five cents oh, U.S. Fair. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. For like ringside and second. second really. Seats. Yeah, I heard Cornette talking about it. I was like, what? Who's paying that? I don't know who's paying 4K for AEW ringside yeah, seats. Bro. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like 3200 bucks. You know what I mean? US. That's fucking crazy, like the cheap man. tickets, I think, were like a couple hundred bucks to where it was costing you like eight, $900, $1,000. You're screwed right there, man. Yeah, I think there needs to be a big shift. I think they need to do what uh, Impact did and play some nightclubs, play some malls, play some casinos, make it make it about the smaller venues and packing people in and getting that ECW vibe going, not trying to be WWE and run coliseums. You gotta take a grain of salt here. Yeah. You think they can do something cool and weird in like in like uh like soccer stadiums, soccer fields? I mean, there's plenty of hockey venues in, in that are nice in Canada, you know, junior hockey leagues, they got some nice fucking spots there, but you got to dress it up the right way because you spent all this money on this big ass new set. Can you fit it into certain places or do you come up? I mean, this guy's got money out the ass, come up with a mobile piece of set that can be rearranged depending on, yeah, whatever's going on, you know? Yeah. So uh but uh it's not a good look because every, you're just gonna have a gotcha moment every day every week with aew botches showing your bare side when you're doing roh taping they'll wait and make it look through propaganda that the arena is more empty than it was for dynamite but you won't know you'll just see the picture and think it's dynamite right yeah. right <clears throat> so uh ba bad look all around and then to not embrace AEW botches and, and embarrass them. You got a TV show. They're just trying to do the no sell and it'll go away, but it ain't going away. So you might as well get it over and control the narrative. Like some might say, 
and uh and and appeal to your audience that's your hardcore diehards and your haters will then all tune in to see what's what's going to be done next and i love how like they don't take any of this shit seriously when they're putting the match together and they're like, yeah, I'm a doomsday fucking device you off the apron into the third row, fucking spike yeah. your neck, and then you're going to go and kick out at one, right? Like, they're going to get all upset, like, when you expose them for fucking up. Like, who cares? Like, you're exposing yourself when you do dumb shit like that. Like, yeah. Like, like, you shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. And okay. Dude, four matches last night all had big hawk them into the barricade breaks on the outside because nobody knows how to wrestle, right. get inside, or sell. Just do one and sell. You know what Why I is mean? everybody like, on the outside, right? Like, yeah. can't we just get a match done in, like, five minutes, in and out with no, like, afterbirth, no running, yeah. nothing, just a wrestling match? Like, can we just get yeah. that? Uh, I got to put this over, too, from, uh, you know, Lenny Lilac, a great legend. Uh, worked uh, plenty of territories, Midwest, Canada, Northeast. I'm sure uh, other towns here and in between. But Ontario fans are pinched for cash. There are only there are 34 indie feds, and grocery and rents are out of control. We begin, we've been running for 15 years. Too much content. He's talking oversaturation, and he's not wrong. Uh, Crossfire is nice. It's right across the border, so it's a bit away from Toronto. But I know once you get up there, there's like Smash, C4, um there's two or three other ones there was border city border town uh which is fort erie border city's a bit bigger uh where a lot of guys uh that work with impact are from and then four or five others in between yeah, great northern wrestling that we just worked for out there like yeah we're putting on good shows but you know what american guys are getting more opportunity up there because of the oversaturation that they've seen so a lot of great workers up there, bro, but they've seen them all and they've seen them all paired off against each other for 15 years. So they've seen almost every feud. So, uh, uh, Northeast guys coming across the border are getting more shots because they're the new flavor to mix in and mix things up right now. But, uh, it's big 365 pro wrestling, big shot to those guys working hard, you know, and every, it's not that anybody is like, this is sucks and is oversaturated. Everyone can be putting on shows, but like Lenny says here, if you've got fucking mad inflation where your dollar is now, you know, worth almost uh, 60, 70 percent of what the U.S. was when it was close to 90 percent at one time. And, uh, you know, to, to not have any expendable cash to be buying, buying tickets for a family of four, then the, uh, AEW thinks they're going to come in. That same family can't even buy $80 in tickets. Now you're going to expect them to buy $400 in tickets. Yeah. Like, you know, right? Like it's that's the opposite of what it used to be in the kind of yeah. crowd you used to draw, right? Like you'd get the common man and they'd be able to right. family, and it's like affordable. It's kind of the same problem baseball's having, right? Where it's like take family to the ballpark of five, right? Like it's they got greedy, you know, like yeah. and, and to compete, and it's their their own rising prices instead of going okay down here in front these will be for season holders and we'll, you know, there's your $2,000 package or whatever it is. Some people pay, I'm sure crazy amounts, you know, but like every other seat in the house is, is no more than uh 1999. You know what I mean? And upper decks are 10. So you can, they'd rather let those stay open and have no crowd for five to 10 bucks and, 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 and keep a $70 price tag on it and fill none, you mm -hmm. know, it's insane. And it was nice when I lived in Chicago because I was two blocks from Wrigley and they the Cubs were sucking big time at that time, 2002. 
I would just, uh, on a Tuesday afternoon, dude, I had a $4, $8 ticket. Go in, sit wherever you want for the fucking Cubs game, man. It was great. It was great. Great. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Matt Hardy comments on the crazy similarity between Orange Cassidy and The Undertaker. Uh, (laughs) During his podcast, Matt Hardy commented on the way Orange Cassidy is similar to the way to the Hall of Famer. The Undertaker says, I'm going to make a very strange connection. This is him failing the concussion test, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Points. But I do think there's some truth to this. In some ways right now, if you notice this, Orange Cassidy opens up dynamite all the time. I feel that Orange Cassidy to Tony at this stage right now, where we're currently at these last few months, get on with that, in some ways reminds me of the relationship between Vince McMahon and The Undertaker. He was his go-to guy, a guy that he knew could go out and get the job he wanted done, done. And on top of that, these guys were both really uh, good wrestlers, but they played these outlandish uh, and outrageous over-the-top gimmicks. So this crazy similarity there, uh, imagine that, hearing Orange Cassidy compared to The Undertaker. Okay, a roundabout. Okay. That made more sense than where I thought it was going. Yeah, yeah. It's really scramble for sure now. Sure. They both wore jackets. Oh, okay. They both, Uh, uh, you know. They both had backpacks. No, they didn't. Okay. Uh, Let's get to the show. Uh, Plenty to go through here, uh, but we've covered a lot of it, so hopefully we can rip through. But thank you guys if you're joining us live. We're 33 strong right now here at Ben Hameen YouTube channel. And if you're on twitch.tv slash Hameen Media, you may not see everybody in the chat, but there's a combination here in the stream yard. So wherever you guys are hanging, that's cool. It was good last night getting through the midweek hump with the AEW self-help group. Group. having a good time man uh getting everything done there so uh there was a lot of things that went on too long i was just like because i think i had the feed that didn't do picture in picture it just stayed on the show and then i only got like four real commercial breaks so I'll, we wanted to play some jam so some things i was like i don't need to see don Callis yelling at me saying the same thing i, I know what it is Oh, but uh, we kick it off. Let's see here. Uh, We kick it off with Orange Cassidy versus Swerve Strickland uh, for the AEW International Championship match. Plenty of get your shit in stuff on this uh, with Swerve Strickland and his crew uh, kicking it off. So we had four belts right out of the gate uh, for the over-under, and people were very excited about that in the first segment of Trio's title of uh luchador and whatever else the other guys are and uh as well as orange cassidy's belt and swerve uh gets all of his shit and we're outside of the floor we're doing this and like i said big goddamn death valley drivers on the apron and prince nana jumps up to distract and heat spot and and we're doing elbow strikes and super kicks and hitting Nothing. fucking stun dog millionaire. Nothing can put yeah. these guys away. No. No. Big fucking tilt to world DDTs as transitions. Hit it all. Kick out, kick out, kick out, kick out. Uh, and then we go for a roll up with a tights pull into a reverse roll up by the baby face. And the baby face can then tights pull because it's retribution. And that's enough to pin a guy, but knocking him out on the fucking apron no death valley driver no that's that's not it double double tights pull for your winner orange cassidy 
Um, a lot of talent here physically with both these guys. I'm not going to say they're not, uh, you know, interesting to watch, but the psychology is terrible. The, the things that were no selling and, and, and then to go into that finish after all those impact things that just pick all the fruit off the rest of the, of the tree for the rest of the show, they're eating everything right out of the gate. In 20 minutes, bro. Yeah. 20 minutes. Like, uh, you're just you're shooting yourself in the foot right out the gate. Like, what are you doing? You can't get a match in that's five minutes. Just bell to bell, normal match. No gimmicks, no, you know, run-ins, no afterbirth, no nothing. Just, you know, get them to the ring, introduce them, ring the bell. Quick shine, heat, you know, go home. <laughs> if any, if anything here, what would have been a good, uh, this probably would have been a good place to take the belt off of Orange Cassidy, in my opinion, to do a shocker to open the show to, yeah, to have some follow-up. Tony already tipped his cap out. I don't think Orange Cassidy is going to be losing anytime soon. So you're saying can't... world champion streak 22-0, and 0, Orange yeah, Cassidy. I think he's going to match him up with MJF, and he's going to keep him hot until, until that. He might be the one to beat MJF, which could be. I could see that in Tony's booking mind, right? Could you? Cornette, I think, that, I, think so that'll, I think that'll officially kill Cornette. Yeah, that, I mean, Cornette will have a good time with it. It'll be fun. Oh, he might die if that happens, you know. But, dude, like, the MJF stuff's getting real stale, and then they had him say something, I think, that they put out there where they were like, yeah, uh, I'm thinking about going after MJF next. And it's like, dude, he doesn't just get to say that. Like, that's he's told to say that. Know what I mean, and it's like, yeah. Well, I'll get to the MGF stuff because I think Adam Cole missed uh, a, a lot of big opportunities, and even though he suck. got the one, oh, gotcha. But yeah, we'll get to that. The Mogul Embassy members, uh, the Mogul Embassy. Well, what, what fucking Mogul Embassy? I mean, I guess Swerve's a mogul, but the rest of them, it would be the Embassy members. Yeah. Then hit the ring and then attack Cassidy until the lights go out. When Sting and Darby Allen are in the ring and the heels clear out, and he points a baseball bat, and we get the it's Sting from Tony Schiavone, which what? is the only point. Uh, here's the thing isn't fucking Orange Cassidy part of the best friends? I don't know, anymore, yes. Right? So, so why would the fucking you know, a uh, hot topics crew come to fucking save them instead of his best friends. I guess they're not best friends anymore. They're just like acquaint the best acquaintances. It's really like, you're just trying to figure out a way to, you had a list of people and you just got to figure out ways to slide them onto the show. Yeah. Right? Like, cause there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. Uh, if you had to guess, where would you say that Swerve's Aryan buddies are at this point? Um, San Quentin. Okay. <laughs> okay i like that oh uh, yeah <laughs> blackpool combat club versus chaos aka chaos to some uh that's for my kid brother one time he was in, could uh, be in the office they could be in there they could have gotten sucked in the office vortex yeah, that's true like black hole that's true uh blackpool combat club heads over the barricade chuck taylor throws a chair at moxley while rocky romero dives from the top turnbuckle onto claudio trent beretta rings wheeler you out of the ring with a superplex and taylor hits a pile driver uh but casting only breaks up the pinfall attempt uh big cock combat club uh takes control of Castagnoli's aggression but chaos then regains control and hug inside the ring so we get our big bro hug that's what i'm saying here like 
why did why do we send Stinger and him when the best friends are there and they could have ran down and then we're going right into this next segment. That was my whole, like, yeah. you want to transition. That's what the fuck it is right there, bro. You know, yeah. like stinger. And now, now after being the pillars there, it's sting and, and Darby are just like the backup cavalry for, for him. So we can get to a shitty six between, you know, those guys. Exactly. Like that's all we're doing. Yeah. I feel like, he must have felt like I don't know, dude. That's so whatever. It's yeah, we get him. Feel like Cassidy's gonna go on a run where it's just gonna be like he's gonna be so unbearable, and I think it's gonna do the opposite effect. It's not gonna get him over, man. Yeah, no, uh, you're sharing the spotlight with guys that are more over than you instead of you being built. There's yeah. a rub factor, but it, it, it just to go into a shitty six and come out on top, and when your story was with your guys. You're leaving your the dudes who support you at base camp one because other dudes are already at base camp two. And you're like, I'm gonna go on with them. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> and you ruin it with that guy wrestling 20 minutes every time. Like yeah. we talked about it before, when the Mr. Magoo shit needs to be two, three, four minutes tops mm-hmm. in and out. You know, like can't overexpose them. No. Uh there's a ton of double team moves, uh, heat, cross bodies, best friends hit uh, strong zero, whatever the fuck that is. Sweet. Uh, best, but Cassidy only breaks up the pinfall again, only to be thrown to the outside. Merrill hits a bunch of elbow strikes on Moxley and a cross arm breaker. However, when that's locked in, Cassidy only catches Trent in midair with an uppercut in the air while Yuta attacks Taylor with elbow strikes north south. Uh, while that's happening, Moxley forces Romero to tap out. So uh, action all over the place. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club. I did pop uh, myself, I guess. Uh, because Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryanson, uh, American Dragon, David uh, Banner, whatever fuck, is on uh, commentary again, doing a good job. And there's one part where the best friends have, I think it was Rocky. No, no, it was, uh, I can't remember who the fuck it was, Wheeler. They hit him with like three things, a strong style thing, bang, bang, boom. So three guys get their shit in on him, he drops and they get they pose down and, they, and he goes, why don't you cover them? See, they're idiots. They didn't cover them. The next fucking thing, it gets broken up by Claudio. They run the same shit on him, and Claudio and you to fucking pose down and don't cover them either. And Daniel Bryan don't say shit right there. I was laughing to myself because he's right the first time, and he and he thinks his boys are gonna do it, and then they fucked up, and he don't say nothing. So that made me laugh uh, for sure, and I probably popped him too. Like, ah, oh, fuck, these guys just made me look like an asshole. Yeah, but like, uh, what are you gonna do, man? <laughs> he was right. He should have just said, "You, these guys need to cover too." God damn it, we're gonna work on that in practice. You know, like get pissed yeah. about it. But uh, yeah, that was that was that was fucking funny. Uh, Big Cock Combat Club wins. Uh, Adam Page and the Young Bucks are shown backstage and they challenge the BCC to a six-man tag match in one of the, I don't know, Page just tries to sound epic and like um, Hemingway to me. Like when he speaks, like it's very earnest Hemingway written. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't work. Uh, and then we get more talking. MJF comes out to cut the promo. Um and shit on the live crowd for a little bit until Adam Cole comes out and gets his old big baby stupid entrance in. And then we get the fluff, the classic AEW fluffer promo about I was with you the whole time, Briz. I made my name on the indies and I watched you and 
a or in ring of honor and it inspired me and that's what i did and then uh we now we're here we are you changed the fucking world over in that universe and uh, yeah it was such a life change that he's not on the main show over there um you know and that i respect you but i fucking hate you and i love you and i want to suck you but i can't stand you or whatever and then they're standing face to face and you're going fuck mjf looked big till he's standing next to adam cole and now you realize that he's not big at all because you know adam cole isn't big and they're standing eye to eye and that's a problem and uh and he goes in on him about his size and all the bullshit about the heat or whatever and adam cole tries to laugh yeah uh, what's that there's a climate change rib yeah though there was a climate change rib for sure uh that he's not not nearly as big as he used to be and all this other shit and then even adam cole when he comes back uh adam he says we can go piss in a cup backstage and we'll see what's what and i would have said yeah uh that's fine i'll get you some if you need it because this is a visual business you know what i mean he could have come back on him but what adam cole left on the table which was very short-sighted and stupid is being the wrestler because as much as mjf wants to put over our headlock takeover i'll beat you he's a song and dance kid what have we seen with him with jericho with him with pennies from heaven you're like hey you sure you don't want to do some cats real quick give us a couple steps here show me your waltz clog time step come on dancing man let's see a little something like make fun of all that shit he he left all that theater bullshit on the table to, to make him look like he could have looked like he's just a good actor playing wrestler where Adam Cole is the, is the dude who's really dedicated and put those miles in. And really he didn't work the Indies that much. He worked fucking wrestle pro. He worked a couple other Jersey spots and got over with uh, some flashy promos to MLW and got over there working the Indies for 18 months. Doesn't mean to me that <laughs> you've been out there cutting your teeth like some guys, you know what I mean? So uh, it, it, a lot of that popped me, but I felt like there was a lot more deeper disses than just the you're on steroid shit that we could have gotten into that MJF could have reacted to in a very real and natural way. Yeah. And dude, everything has to be a long drawn out, call back to something from their life. <laughs> Let me recount your career and tell you how much I appreciated you. God, dude, just go like, go like slap his girlfriend's ass in the back or something. Come on. Right. Right. Like walk by like, Hey, don't you want five minutes with the champ? You know, or like there was no dig on Christian, right. With those rumors. Yeah. Like, and Christian yeah. can, Christian can put out shit about Arn's fucking son and possible suicide and fucking that's fine but that we're too nervous to say your chick might be banging around on you bro like yeah yeah dude just i mean <laughs> it's so much easier that's such a more relatable thing of like why you two are about to fight and that's mjf didn't even emasculate him over the dmd stuff nearly of what they should have bro they left a lot of fucking high level shit for this bullshit ego stroke stuff man of the i respected you when that shit's gotta end dude they think yeah. that putting over their opponent that way makes them no. it doesn't it makes them look like a fucking mark fanboy find instead real, of yeah find a real world issue to why you guys are fighting right it's gotta be a, like a, a real world like stake to, and, to make it relatable Right. What's like, your opinion on this, John, about saying Vince McMahon's name on the, on the show? Yeah, 
that's got to be a no-no. I mean, if you're going to do it, you got to go whole hog. you got to go back at them every week for things that they do on their show and take shots at them completely, you know? Yeah. You Nobody's saying MJF's name on Vince's okay. show. Like, exactly. Nobody's ever <laughs> going to bring him up over there. Right. But, uh, so then you got you got to put yourself in a position where you're going to just do nothing but take shots at them all the time. And, well, he's putting there. himself over to get the job there. That's why he shit on Adam Cole to be like, I knew he said, there's one guy who didn't see it in you and it was Vince McMahon. And I agree with him. You know, I don't, I don't see now that I'm looking at you out at eye. I don't see it in you either, but like uh, just the fact of what he did in the scrum last week and Tony, like trying to have, sell for it and fucking now he's using it on TV time. And these promos are going on way too long, bro. Way too long. Even if you're a good orator, these scenes are way too long with this drip that could be fucking cut. We don't need the exposition of how you felt about his Ring of Honor career in 2012. I don't give a fuck. They were all rotten then. Yeah. It's uh, everything way too long on this show. Everything runs too long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think you're top guy material, though, and Vince, Vince McMahon agrees with me, John. You're goddamn right I do. And then we go back to the well because we had no plan with Hook and Jungle Boy for Jungle Hook because wasn't that cute for, like, a minute. Uh, so they're back together from being – everyone who's the pillars is now either shacked up in a second-tier storyline with a, a B or C player – or back to the mentor cavalry running because we had none of that shit with the pillars got anybody over. And we haven't even seen Sammy Guevara since the big pregnancy fucking baby face put over. Right. So dude, if they had any balls, they would be teasing at somebody else's kid. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. If you're absolutely. Go there and be like, just to make a heel to fuck with his head. It, like what? Like, what baby face who would you know what who, who would you say he's a baby face now so what heel would you say fucked his old lady i mean jericho would work yeah somebody daniel daniel garcia maybe garcia i don't know if he could get it over yeah garcia probably can't get it, but jericho you know and then even get his wife in on it you know like dragging his family and stuff but like none of the christian kind of heat Christian, any dude, Christian would be so good with it. He'd be so good with it. That would be yeah. too good. That'd be good TV. People would care. And then it's like, what kind of like, dude, what kind of crossover are you get from that? Like, just that story. People understand that. Story. You could even do it with the veterans. Let me put, put this one by you. Uh, and big shout out for the chat, chat, uh, saying Christian Jericho. What if the veteran? What if the veterans just wanted to get together to fuck with uh, Sammy Guevara's head, and you had Christian set it off, and it seems serious, and then not that he's disqualified from it, but it then leads to Jericho, and it then leads to to Billy Gunn, <laughs> and then it's just like paranoia that even though none of them did it, but they all got together just to fuck with his head to make him think that, you know what I mean? And then you start bringing everybody in. Arn gets in on it and fucking Mark Henry, you know? And, this uh, is such better TV than anything. We've <laughs> you like that? It's, it's, so just, it's, just all, it's just all a rib to fuck with them. Bro, like, think about all the other things that we've got to go through and, like, you can't, I mean, 
dude, you're given a gift like that. You're going to go on TV and be like, oh, she's pregnant. Okay, now where are we going? You know, you know where I'm stealing that from? And like, and I would actually have this finish. I just find a way to redo it. I love it in the movie Life, uh, Eddie Murphy oh, okay. and, and Martin yeah. Lawrence when uh, the yeah yeah well yeah yeah but when the daughter uh, gets pregnant and, and and they're like who's this baby's father and he's going and it's like on the baby and then he and then at the end uh, on the baby's pappy <laughs> he fucking <laughs> you know jingling what the fuck that was it was so good bro every one of them steps up like can't you see that same same fucking thing tell me who it is tell me and everybody fucking i i did it i did i cannot tell a lie i'm that baby's father you know what i mean don stevens he's in steps forward i'm the baby's father (laughs) i'll be the pappy i'm gonna let people know that i know see if this can get up the freaking totem pole you gotta freaking dude she's the type of chick that would be man she's perfect dude like everybody believes she'd be sleeping around or maybe it hits too close to home right who cares yeah, yeah. either way yeah. <laughs> uh but the good artists Close create great artists steal and make it their own man good stuff good sick. stuff oh shit uh mike Martin says uh that's too advanced for aew it's too advanced to steal from a movie and get it over with the boys uh, believe me all all i'd have to do is have one meeting <laughs> with the boys with the yeah with the boys and be like here's what we're doing and i want all veterans in on it and you guys put it together i don't care i just need i need it to heighten and explore for nine months Dude, at some point tony's got to be suspected as like oh yeah everybody bro miro but yeah yeah but it's a way to get a cameo jake roberts everybody bro uh, she's petting the snake or whatever oh yeah, like, <laughs> oh, it's too, good, bro. It's too <laughs> easy well i guess we got four ideas to send them but we get oh instead we got hook versus J- and jungle boy versus drillistico and preston vance um holy shit somebody you tell preston would have did that shit <sighs> Well, that's me. I'm Ben Heyman. It's over. Uh, <laughs> um, somebody needs to tell Preston Vance uh, to turn uh, down the juice before he gets served with papers here. He is fucking beating the fuck out of these guys. Uh, I don't know if I like this because in the ring we have Drillistico and uh, and uh, yeah, Jungle Boy, life. Jungle Boy, and these and Hook and. And Preston Vance are fighting out all over the arena and it's splitting focus. And they even go up like they're going to do the super crazy Jerry Lynn spot. Somebody's going to flip or catch or some shit. And they don't. They just go up and then they come back down the other side of the arena. Nobody jumps off nothing. Nobody dives off nothing. No high spot. I'm just like, okay, we just split focus for no reason. And we'll wait for you to get back to the ring. And now we'll start the match. And when they get back, Preston Vance gets split open above his eyebrow, which have ever been split there, is uh, bleeds profusely, and you look terrible, crimson mask, but really uh, it's just uh, tough to get it to stop going there until it bleeds itself out, really. Um, so he's covered, and, and when as soon as it, the, he gets color, he snaps, and it's not because of character. He's just like, oh, shit, I'm fight or flight response, and starts kicking the fuck out of uh, the baby faces in a very stiff way. But he's got a good lawyer, so I'm sure nobody's going to sue him. Yeah, uh, he's good. <laughs> he's covered. Cole says people in the back uh, respect him as a human. Oh, that was I'm um, way back there. Sorry. 
Um, uh, as Hook suplexes him through a table on the outside, though, he gives uh, gives him a big fucking T-bone Tazplex to the table. That was pretty cool. Um, in the ring, yeah, Jose, the assistant, uh, tries to come in and get involved, gets trapped in a submission while Jungle Boy puts in a Drillisco in a snare trap for the win. I mean, this is jason sensation running in right uh uh in ecw and this same spot taz books has to book all this it just feels like exactly like ecw did to me even though when they went out in the crowd they should have had a high spot ready stunt set up to do something that way but this is to me feels 100 percent like how, how taz was booked yeah one memorial one-on-one yeah it's uh yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I thought out of all the segments on this show, even though uh, there's other things I want to see Jungle Boy and Hook doing, wasn't there bad. was color, so Moxley was hot that it wasn't him. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but but this did have probably the most energy of anything on the show. Yeah, this of all things wasn't bad. Though. No, no, it wasn't. It felt like really yeah. sucked, dude. Then Tony Khan shown backstage reveals Jay White, Juice Robinson, Samoa Joe will be uh, facing CMFTR. Uh, so that, that'll be something on Collision. Shitty six. And then we get the Kenoshke Takashita uh, to face Diamond Ace in a squash. Power drive knee strike for a quick win. Khan Callis claims everything Kenny Omega has because of him. They're going to cut the elite out of AEW, whatever. Like same, It's almost an identical promo to two weeks ago. So... I expect more. Don Callis knows how precious TV time is. He's worked for every major company there is. And he's also a very good storyteller and creative. So to see him repeat lines that we had a couple of weeks ago, I was like, ah, come on, let's, let's make a better effort here. Um, then uh, pop me, Chris Statlander versus Anna J. Uh, Anna J definitely getting them cakes out for all the tape trader masturbators at home. Nice uh, bootay uh, going down. Uh, but Chris Statlander uh, is back, and she won the title last week. And I'm going to myself, if ever there was a time to not drop a gimmick or take it from a level that was cutesy to real, we've got UFO disclosure. Yeah. <laughs> People seeing aliens in Nevada, and her old thing was alien. Now she's just, I am woman, hear me roar. Uh, my hair dye is better than the week before. Uh, like, that's pretty much exa- all she is. When aliens and UFOs will be the next mega marketed thing for the next three to four years by every major company, bro. What a time to drop the fucking gimmick uh, <laughs> when it's going to be uh, on every major news brand possible. Is it though, or is it just going to keep getting like more and more disclosed and people just not give a fuck? It will be, but they'll use it as a marketing tool of fucking Mountain Dew, uh, you know, uh, AUP or whatever the fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, Mountain Dew, Planet X. Yeah, yeah, it's all coming, bro. A new galaxy in Mountain Dew technology, right? Like, <laughs> that's what it, it'll yeah. be. It'll be something. All that shit. Yeah. Basically. Look what they did in the 1950s and 60s with the space race, and in oh, yeah, for you sure. know yeah, they're gonna they did it then. It's gonna be on everything now. Every commercial, fucking our service, our cell services out of this world. Hey, do you gotta call your friend uh, Bleep Blop on Neptune? Well, fucking hey, guess what? Singular Wireless is back. Like that's how it's gonna be. Guess um, <laughs> 
There's only gonna be one singular <laughs> platform. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of uh, butt cheek shots and sexy stomps and yeah. work and heat and all kinds of that. But uh, Daddy Magic provides a distraction, allows Anna Jay to throw down the mat. Statlander gets distracted again, allows Jay to lock in the Queen Slayer. But Statlander manages to power up and then whip her over the top before a lariat backbreaker combo. Statlander then nails the pile driver to retain. And the world rejoices across the universe, uh, galaxy, planet, uh, star system. Uh, Chris Statlander, Taya Valkyrie shown watching backstage, visibly upset by the result. I don't know why she's visibly upset, but, you know. Uh, but your winner and still TBS champion, Chris Statlander, Jay White versus Ricky Starks in uh kind of leave your head scratching match of why this is the main event. I mean, and these guys got heat on them, but they are booked earlier to be in a thing with FTR. So you'd think FTR would have uh something to do in this, you know what I mean? To further that business. Instead, we just get a lot of cho- a lot of the same shit we saw in the shitty sixes earlier. Guy's getting hucked into the barrier, chop fest, fucking strike, 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 hit something big, some DDT, kick the fuck out. Like we've already picked all this fruit in the in the very first thirty minutes of this show. So by the time you get to this main event, you've seen everything that they've already done in this. There really yeah. isn't. I don't care whatever you want to na- rename things. Uh, it's the same fucking spinning in Zaguri bullshit that fucking isn't killing or beating anybody two counts all around two counts for everybody two counts sam yeah uh but at the end the guns the sons then appear and hit the 410 i don't know what if that's their area code or whatever the 410 was the first fucking rifle that i had uh shot it was like he hit the lariat you know yeah yeah and uh then white well, follows it up with the blade runner some people call it a kaiser blade i call it a sling blade and uh your winner is jay white and the crowd's kind of like yay can we go home now and we we just all kind of sat there with some taylor swift amnesia of being like did i just get sucked into a time hole like mm-hmm. what happened here man like time stopped it was bad yeah like and and that's what we go home with uh, some billboarding and and uh, nobody being like oh okay where's the real main event like uh, you know where's the stars at they're really force feeding and then Juice Robinson comes down and like overacts and is humping the ground and shit like that which I like the Brian Pillman stuff I was a big Brian Pillman fan I think Juice Robinson's doing it good it just we didn't have him set up it just seems very odd. It all is just all like head scratching, kind of. Yeah, whole thing's a mess. Yeah, uh, but we'll see what they do and who they were up against last night. Uh, you know, uh, Don Stevens blocking HMG, blocking Kaz. I don't know if I'm blocked personally yet uh, or not, but uh, keep your eye out because I'm sure AEW botches will be catching some heat this week off of whatever they're kind of fucking show. And uh, I don't know, man, got to be interesting times with people keeping their head down about numbers. It doesn't seem like anybody's like, this is crisis mode. We need to talk about numbers and we need to uh, really come up with some interesting strategy to get these Canada shows off the ground and make sure people are there. Otherwise, 
we're going to have nonstop seat fillers of every fucking indie talent there is within a thousand miles can show up, you know? So, uh, I don't know, dude, that's gotta be worrisome, you know? Yeah. You would I know think, I'd be shitting. But maybe they're not feeling the heat cause it's like dude, money don't matter over there. Right? <sighs> Nobody really gets the fire under their ass. That's like, Hey, your job's on. Well, right. if collision doesn't do well, and drops off within the first six weeks, you're going to see the naysayers and AEW botches and botchamania or whoever the frig going at him. And then punk's going to break and he's going to sell and he's oh. going to, he's going to go hard. And then now we're back to a possible scrum job millionaire scenario again, bro. Mm. You know, Mindy's muffins meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. I- Dude, I don't know how you're going to stop him from having another one. But <laughs> it's, uh, just a uh, right? Yeah, the other thing, too, was we had Don Stevens on this show. Thank you very much. Uh, and the whole thing was that Don got fucking hit with the guitar with Karen Jarrett. So that match was going to end in a weird schmoz thing anyway, kind of or could have, that she was refing. Karen Jarrett should have come out there and laid her out, and everyone in the match should have been like, well, what do we do? And they keep brawling, da 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 until another ref comes down, right? But and she we wasn't didn't have last week. Didn't do shit after hitting her with a guitar. We had some little backstage thing where Aubrey wanted to go at her, and then we did all separation. And then this week we're just back to refing, where Aubrey should either, if she wanted to, be in the neck brace, have a fucking serve papers. All that kind of shit, right? As a, as an official, and all the refs getting behind her, we're just missing, bro. We're missing on the major moments that we have, and then when we try and offer even remotely a little advice that's tongue in cheek or that would actually get ratings and get people talking online, you see what happens. They hit the block button. They do whatever. You can lead them to water, you can't make them drink, and you can't protect them from themselves because they're inside the bubble and what they want to believe, no matter how ignorant it is, it can be because, oh, I'm going to check who the fuck are they. Well, see you on the way back down or else uh, somebody will listen to me and I'll out-politic you and then I'll have the fucking power over you and then you'll fucking listen. That's usually how it fucking ends up going. <laughs> but but block, what's that? The horse pun was strong. Yeah, yeah. Leave it to yeah, water. Yeah, that's it, man. Fucking uh, horses away. Uh, y'all up, man. But we made it through another one. Call in from JD Love. Got plenty of business here to do today. Make those kids seriously put in some grind tonight. I'm feeling it. Nice. Feeling motivated. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what do you got coming up, man? Anything cool in the next week or two, or no? Nah, nothing crazy yet. Just yeah, the- I. Appreciate you hanging out, man. Uh, it's always good to have you in the AEW self-help group for a bunch of laughs and on SmackDown as well. Oh, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't watch wrestling anymore. SmackDown, uh, Seth and Gimmick are fighting on SmackDown for the Raw title, I think, this week. <laughs> so there's no no brand draft. split. There's no draft. There's none of that meant anything, bro. None big, of it meant that. Big ratings pop, though, the draft. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I saw they took Shit's down that uh, senior writer position that was allegedly like the consultants. And in fact, brand new episode of the consultants just dropped. I uh, recorded that this morning instead of the Friday locker room. I was just feeling it. So tomorrow I'll have to do Friday locker room. So it'll probably be up late. So I don't want to hear where's the locker room and stop at five in the morning. Well, 
uh i'm working fucking 110 hours a week kids <laughs> it'll it'll get there uh but we got there we lit the fuse on a show that needed some uh demolition c4 strapped to the front door because this was uh, a blowout of a show we'll see what it does in ratings and does only eight titles mean why ratings might not be we'll see the correlation uh in our excel spreadsheet soon i'll make sure you guys get all that mailed out Who's, who's Ty Conti's baby daddy? <laughs> yeah, dude. What the Ooh. fuck? We all this shit. We got plenty. Uh, you never know. Come on out, you rapist! <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, yeah, it could be him. On behalf of Johnny Publitz, it's Hacker Hameen. You know who it is. We just lit the fuse. We are 